Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of The Curious Mindset. The fifth guest on the podcast is the mind behind Mind Body Hoops. It's an account he started back in college focused around athletes and their performances, but since then it has grown into so much more. Now adding in meditation, journaling, reading, other self-help advice and teachings. Additionally, throw in a podcast speaking to some of the best NBA trainers, doctors, and other self-help people in the business. My guy is building an empire, and I have to just say personally, his content and what he posts has helped me out so much, even just recently in the past few months. Definitely give him a follow and look for a name change, because with all this additional stuff he's been adding, he just feels it's time for a name change. But at the moment, you can find him at Mind Body Hoops. We have a chance to talk about his move from Los Angeles to Boston right out of high school to play college basketball. Coming in starting as a freshman, he was hit with a devastating injury. We have a chance to talk about how he got out of those down times and that moment that he really didn't know where to go, but things eventually looked up and got better. We have a chance to talk about his multi-month travel through Europe and the life lessons and experiences he took from that. This is a great conversation, one I've been really looking forward to, and I think you all will enjoy as well. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest this week on the podcast, Max McCoy. Born in like the Valley okay. in, in LA, but which was kind of ghetto. Um, <laughs> luckily, my parents moved out when I was young, so I, I've been in the suburbs my whole life, so I've been really blessed. Uh, Southern California kid. I was a skater. I was a surfer. I'm not a surfer. I was a skater. Tried to surf, but a snowboarder. Just played every sport under the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Just like super active kid, super happy kid for most of my life, and Grew up in L.A. and then uh, ended up going, played basketball, got really serious with basketball. That was like my, my life's work come high school. I dove into it, had a lot of great success, found out what like hard work does. And like for the first time noticed that like, OK, if I work extremely fucking hard at something, I can actually get pretty good at it. Um, and I'm a 5'10 white guy, so I really <laughs> I had to work really hard to be be good uh let alone like pretty good or like really good so went to play college ball for a year uh ended up getting hurt and decided to step away from basketball went to san diego state came back to california um and yeah now, now i'm here doing my thing man right so where'd, where'd you initially go to school that first time around to... i went to a, a school in boston a private school oh, wow. i was like a i was a d2 d3 athlete um but i decided to go d3 because i really loved boston so i wanted to go you know live in boston i kind of wanted to half be a college kid and live the life and like enjoy myself and then i also wanted to like casually play basketball but you can't just casually play college basketball so uh it was a cool experience i got to you know be a ncaa athlete but then broke my ankle and for the first time in my life like stepped away from the game and I was like, oh, damn, I, I actually am getting good grades now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually kind of smart if I apply myself because um, a lot of athletes their whole life, they're, they're just playing the sport without actually trying in school or anything um, just because the sport takes up everything, you know, like mind, body, soul. It's like I'm trying to become the best. I want to become a professional. So once that happened, I broke my ankle. It kind of like like reshook my life. And I was like, oh, no, like I like having friends. I like 
reading every once in a while. I like getting good grades in school. I like, you know, not being super stressed about three practices today. So, right. uh, but yeah, that started in Boston. Boston's sweet, man. I was going to say, what's it like going from, I mean, West Coast all the way to East Coast? Like, that's the furthest distance you can get, damn near. That's. <laughs> I have family in the East, so uh, okay. I have family in New York and Philly, and I we'd go there every summer. Uh, somewhere in the East Coast. So I always, like, in the back of my head, thought I would end up living in the East Coast. But uh, so it, it didn't seem that weird for me. And so I just I went for it. And uh, the winters were a shock. But also, it wasn't too it wasn't too bad, man. You're living in the dorms. Like, uh, you know, you don't have a car. So it's not like I really felt the struggle of living in the East. Uh, you know, I, I was the kid that was like, oh, it's snowing, guys. Like, let's go play. So it was it was super chill, man. I, I can't complain at all. I loved it. But I was happy to come back to the, to California sun when I got back for sure. I bet. Yeah, you can't beat that shit. You can't beat Southern <laughs> California. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of cool places, but so so you a believer in you know the whole ankle injury. I'm sure, like you said, it was dev. I, I saw your story the other day actually that it, it spiraled you into yeah. kind of a. Yeah, this is funny that we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah. I just posted about this. Right, and I saw it. I was like, oh, that's I, that was a. I didn't know that it happened, but I was curious about your basketball career, obviously. Yeah. You know, you're very much into it. And so uh, I'm a huge believer in that, like, everything happens for a reason. As yeah. bad as that situation was, like, seeing what it set you up for now, like, it yeah. brought all these, men- like, positive mental things into you, hanging out with friends, reading. Like, there's probably a ton more that went into it. Do you think it, at the oh, moment, man. was horrible, but it kind of brought some things that... Man, at the moment, it was horrible. It was, like, the worst pain. Uh and then it was in the it was literally at the beginning of the season. So I was like, I put so much work in to like kill it for this. I was starting as a freshman. It was like super cool. Wow. And then and then to break my ankle was like heartbreaking. And then the, and then winter kicks in. So I'm in crutches and a boot, and I'm in the snow. It's icy and, out. <laughs> uh, but then yeah. But then the very quickly like I realized like wow that was a yeah like you said it was a big blessing because had I never broken that ankle I would have never had the space. It was the first time I had six months without playing the game ever which yeah. sounds silly but um yeah man it was a blessing and i look back i i talked about this just the other day with a friend had i never broken my ankle i would have never you know moved back to san diego or to california and then to san diego i would have never pursued the things i pursued like right. i don't know what my life would be like so it's cool to see some quote-unquote bad happen that can change your life right i think there's always a situation or always a lesson from even even the bad times and like we, yeah. can, we can dive into mindset. Obviously, you know a lot of mindset <laughs> things, but uh, it sounds like it set you up. Obviously, it set you up for a lot of success, though at the moment it was. But um, yeah. so, so when did yeah. you first pick up a basketball? I know, like, your whole I life. I don't know. Been... I, I, I had a hoop outside, man, so I would, I would shoot all the time. Right. I would just shoot. I, would, I was obsessive, like obsessive. And I'm, I'm naturally like a high-energy person, I think. So uh, I would just shoot all the time. I was known on my neighborhood as the kid that would just like make too much noise at 11 p.m. <laughs> shooting, shooting, shooting. And I just had a big imagination, man. So like, uh, I can, I can imagine being like Kobe, or I can imagine being Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. I can imagine being these guys I admired, and like, I can imagine being in a game. And dude, I, I honestly, out of my friends, I remember being like one of the latest kids to actually play organized basketball. I didn't play it till like fourth or fifth, okay. which isn't that which isn't that, uh, no, it was like actually second or third, but which isn't that late. But for some of the kids I knew I was late, but it was cool to be able to like start the sport. And Mm -hmm. I was one of the better kids already because I just spent like my whole childhood just shooting around. So basketball, 
wasn't my first sport, but it was like the sport I just played in all my free time. So I don't know when I started, but it, it was all the time. It's like right. it's tied with my childhood is basketball. Oh, I bet. Uh, it's an amazing game. Yeah. I, I personally loved yeah. it as well. I remember those late nights. Did out you play? Did I did, play? dude. I, I played up until sophomore year in high school. Uh, oh, you're a hooper. <laughs> I tried, dude. Like I said, I'm the same. I'm the 5'10 white dude like you. Like, we're yeah, in the same boat. <laughs> and so I, yeah. I mean, I, try, I was – yeah, yeah, I feel you. We had to work hard. I had to work hard for everything, for basketball-wise, at least. Like, right. you know, it, it's it was cool. I I was appreciate. I'm appreciative of now because I had friends that were just naturally good at sports. Yeah. But I, like being a five ten white guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're just not naturally good. So yeah. <laughs> if you if if you want to see results, you actually have to work for them. Uh, and yeah, it's cool. It changed my mindset into yeah. like everything for sure. Right. Hard work brings a lot. But mm-hmm. um. So you move back to move back to California, go to San Diego State. What's the yep. uh, like? What's is there a big difference between LA and San Diego? I visited San Diego, but is there like a? Man, I love San Diego. Right. San Diego is so cool. And being, I'm like a at, at heart, I'm a skater kid. I'm like a snowboard. I'm a border. Like I'm a very California kid. I'll be honest. Like my mom's from Santa Monica. She grew up skateboarding. So like that's a very big part of my DNA. And so San cool. Diego has that surf vibe very laid back so like i love san diego and la is crowded la is awesome and it's amazing and it's diverse and it's it's like the hub of the world for so many things but it's also like a little overwhelming Mm -hmm. so traffic wise and all that but san diego is a very cool like big city that doesn't feel that big and there's a lot of different parts of san diego so i loved i almost went to san diego out of high school and so for me it was just like Let's go to San Diego. Let's go enjoy the beach and like be a college kid for for the first time. You know, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> it, it was, it yeah. was. But but then very quickly it became like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like after yeah. I'm I'm one of those people that have trouble relaxing. So it was like I had a fun semester or two, and then it became like, okay, like what am I doing with my life? And right. and you know how that can be. So if you, if you exactly. don't feel like you're achieving it. Yeah. You know, it could cause some weird shit internally. Right, I feel it. Yeah, and and you've been doing basketball your whole life. I mean, like your your direction had changed, and you just hadn't found it yet. So you're probably just you're a little yeah. lost, honestly. Yeah, man. So many. I we just talked about like I posted about this the other day. So many athletes when they finish playing, like it's it's a it's weird. It is the weirdest thing to be playing something your whole life to assume that you're gonna try to be professional, yeah. to put in hours and hours every time you wake up. You know okay, at least I know I'm going to get better at my sport, my thing, my craft, my goal. Like, it's the thing that matters most. And then it can sound cool to be like, oh, I'm done with basketball. I can't wait to be a normal person. And then you kind of ride that wave for a little bit. But then that wave kind of mellows out. Mm -hmm. And then now you're just like, now what? Like, what is my goal now? Who am I now? Like, I'm not with my homies all the time. I'm not with my friends five three to five hours a day practicing i'm not i'm not struggling with people i'm not working hard at anything man it's like that that's what happened to me i'm a textbook example of like hitting that identity crisis out of basketball for sure right and i'm sure you like this too like any kind of free time drives me up a wall so like those three to five hours like what are you doing with those now i probably it was probably hair yeah Yeah. especially especially when you when you play a sport you're you're physically exercising yourself so much too. So it's very easy to like, for me, I have a naturally pretty overactive mind. It's very easy to like get that out when you just exercise all the time. So going from like two to five hours of exercise a day to like being a normal person to like one hour a day, it, 
you, you not only do you have extra free time, you have, now you have extra energy that you're not used to, and it could cause your mind to do some weird things. So, uh, it's it's a really weird thing, and so I've spent a lot of my time definitely trying to like figure out how to help people out of that. Right, and I, I we'll dive into that a little later about like the meditation and stuff like that because sure. I'm personally very curious about that. That's something I've wanted to try. And For sure, you know man. your shit on that, brother. You know what you're doing. So <laughs> trying, yeah. No, I mean what you're doing so far has definitely been a big help. But so looking through your Instagram, when when did you go on this traveling? different parts of the world was that after college was that san diego State? oh was yeah that... you follow my personal account this hey, is rare to... this is rare people he knows the real max i'm trying to do a little <laughs> research i'm trying to get pretty good here okay <laughs> I, I love it brother i love it dude uh once i graduated i uh so everybody if if you're a college kid and, and or even high school it's your last semester or your last year everybody and their mothers is now looking you in the eye with a smile like what are you gonna do now what yeah. are you gonna do now and you're like i don't know like i thought college was supposed to set me up for like the rest of life. I thought, because I, I was going in for business, so I thought like, okay, I go to school, I learn business, now I can go start a business. Uh, and a lot of people are realizing that's not the case. So like, people are looking at you like, what are you gonna do now, what are you gonna do now? And I genuinely just like didn't know, nothing that was available to me sounded like, it just sounded like it was gonna be soul sucking, like I didn't wanna work at a insurance firm, or I didn't wanna like, you know, all these things that were available to me, I didn't wanna do. So I just, uh, tried to do something that sounded like as shallow as it sounded. I just tried to do something that sounded cool so that when people asked me like, what are you going to do now? My answer was, Oh, I'm going to go travel for a bit. I'm going to take this time to go travel. And so my plan was to go travel, uh, for a month in Europe with a friend. So we did that. Uh, and it was super awesome. Um, super like first time in Europe, first time seeing all these new places like, you know, Paris, London, all these Amsterdam, all these like huge cities. Yeah. Uh, and then after the month I decided my friend was leaving and I decided I didn't want to go home yet. So I extended the trip another two months and did some solo traveling and man, that was, uh, I can say with confidence, the most like life altering couple months of my life. I bet. And, uh, to be in an environment where you don't know the language, you have no friends, you don't know the layout of the like the time is different the sun is staying up till like 11 p.m. like everything everything is different you don't know how to order food uh, all you have is your relationship with yourself and and so that there's like a lot of highs there's a lot of lows but the the constant is like you get to know yourself pretty well when you're in such a weird environment like that let alone have some of the most ex- amazing experiences i could have ever had uh, so, man, tra- I'm glad that's super cool you asked that because traveling has a huge place in my heart as like something that will always be a part of my life is traveling. Um, and, yeah, man, like leaving college and not knowing what I was going to do with my life to just sending it and going to travel, putting a lot of money on my credit card, like hoping I would figure it out another time um, has de- has changed the path of my life forever. I-, I-, I thought I'd come home after that first month and just get a normal job. I came home after three months with like a sense of purpose as to like what my first step would be and how could I, I could at least just make this work for the time being while I follow like my, my quote unquote dreams. Uh, yeah. And traveling, man, can't recommend it enough. <laughs> it's good to know. Like, yeah. Cause I've, I've never even left this. Well, I've been to Canada. Like when I was 10, like barely. I was in, yeah. I was in the same boat. <laughs> right. Niagara Falls. I was like, this is like basically America. <laughs> Buffalo, but, New York. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So when I when I saw those posts, dude, because like you said, the you ex- went deep. 
What's that? You went deep. I'm, I'm proud of you. I tried, man. Yeah, dude, I, I got a long ways to go, but we're going to figure some stuff out. <laughs> Do you have a, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton, but is there a favorite experience or a few from that whole trip? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> so uh, the last, it was like I had chapters. So the first month I was, uh, I was traveling with my friend and that was cool. Second month, I actually got an apartment. Uh, and was I went into a Spanish school and, and so I, I didn't really travel but it was almost like I was living in uh, Spain so that was really cool I love Spanish I love learning Spanish so that was cool but then the third month I was like okay I have another month to go what am I gonna do I tried to save some money and I tried to work at a hostel um, in like the south of Spain city that was super cool and when you work in a hostel um, basically they usually if you get a good one, they pay for your food. Uh, you get like three meals a day and they give you a nice bed. And so it's not like they're paying you, but you basically work a couple hours a day and then they take care of all your expenses. So it's a great way to travel for, you know, and, and stay in a city for a while and not spend much money. So I did that thinking I would save money. And then within the first two days, I realized I, I picked like the worst hostel, hostel possible to be working at. And they were like, not feeding me they put me in basically a closet with a bunk bed with some other sketchy dude uh it was super dirty and instead of working like two hours a day i was working like eight to ten hours a day cleaning bathrooms uh and they, like they would leave the hostel so i'm here literally running the front desk in spanish like people are asking me very intricate questions in spanish and i'm like just trying to figure it out so you didn't know much spanish at that point i, I could speak conversational okay. but okay. like when someone's asking you, like, what's the best way to do this? And, and, like, people are just assuming I'm fluent. I'm just, like, looking at them, like, very confused and, not, and <laughs> smiling and nodding. But uh, after a couple – I only did that for two to three days. And I remember, like, calling my dad super bummed out. And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm low on money and, like, this sucks. And he, he just told me, he's like, screw that. Just leave. And I'm like, no, I, I told him I'd be here at least two weeks. And he's like, screw that. Just leave. <laughs> and uh, – uh, I remember just like, I was like, oh, I could leave. I yeah. could, and I, I didn't give myself the permission to even think I could do that. And so, like, while I'm on the phone with my dad in this random city, I like pack my bag and my heart starts pounding and I run. I didn't run, but I walk fast out of the hostel. Oh. I, got, <laughs> I got out of there, didn't tell them where I went. And so I was like the sole employee running the whole hostel and I left. Uh, but in my mind, I was like, you know, it's worth it. They were feeding me like butter and milk for three days. Uh. <laughs> like, so I basically fasted. Uh, yeah, man. And then I left and within like I ended up messaging a friend that I knew was in the city uh, that I had met prior and I connected with her. And then she took me to her hostel. And then the second I walked through the door, they're like, hey, we're going on a hike. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, And I'm just high off life right now at this point. Mm -hmm. Feeling like, oh, my God, I was just cleaning a toilet. And now I'm here like in this beautiful hostel. We go on a hike. We end up going up these cliffs in Spain. And we, in the cliffs, there was these caves that people lived in that it was like people were living off the land. It was such an amazing like, – and they were like so happy to see people near their caves. So they brought us out this like tea – and so within like 20 minutes of being like at the most miserable I'd ever been in my life, like cleaning bathrooms in this foreign country, feeling hella lonely, I was now on a cliffside in the most beautiful place I've ever seen with a view of the city. The sun was setting and I had tea in my hand and I had a friend to my left and then all these new friends to my right. And like I, I remember being like I could cry right now. Like mm -hmm. this is the most amazing feeling ever. And then knowing that the next month of traveling, I had zero plan and had no 
expectations. I thought I was going to be working at this hostel and now that was out of the water. So I was like, I have no idea what's to come, but I'm stoked. And so that was, that's by far like my favorite memory, just like sending it, quitting and, and realizing what like, yeah, what, what pulling the trigger and getting really uncomfortable can lead uh, to. Dude, like you were all in. I didn't know that you, you were like living there. You were going to try to actually be a part. And I mean, you were, you were there long enough to probably get a feel of it, but yeah, that's man. I loved Europe. Yeah. I loved it. Right. And like, I, I didn't have anything uh, to come home to at the time. You know, like yeah. I was, I just graduated college. I had my mind body hoops account on Instagram that I could run from wherever. And, uh, yeah, man, I just didn't have a path yet. I was right. 22. That was only a couple of years ago, but, um, I was lost. So like, so. I, I loved the travel lifestyle. I loved meeting people. I loved learning about myself. I loved, like, I felt like I was just growing at a rate I had never grown at. So I was like, I'm willing to stay here as long as I possibly can. All right. That's amazing. That, that's gotta Thanks, be, man. that's pretty damn cool. Good for you. That's, <laughs> Thanks, I, yeah, I love talking about it. I'd love to travel. I'd just love to travel full time. Like that's you will, man, you will, or hope, but, uh, I, no, at some point you will travel. Like right. you got to have that mindset. Like right. I, it was hard for me in high, in college to see friends go abroad and mm -hmm. study abroad. And I was like, dang, I can't study abroad. Like, I got so hard on myself, man. Yeah. So just know that if you have that desire to, you eventually will. It's not a matter of if, it's like a matter of when. And, and we have a long life. So right. like my timeline don't, shouldn't make you feel bad if anything. It should just like inspire you because I get Definitely. that way too. I see friends traveling mm -hmm. right now and I'm like, I want to go back traveling. I yeah. miss it so much. But I'm like, slow down, Max. You're like your time will be here. Right. This world <laughs> yeah. will let you do what it, yeah, what you want to when it knows you're ready type of thing. That's what I'm trying to think anyway. That's where my mindset's sure, trying to say right? that. For sure. It's a great mindset. Right. So so along the way, it sounds like your path, it kind of solidified that you were going to start MindBody. Because you said yeah. you had the account and you... I started it. No, I had started it. But like uh, we said before this talk, so I started it my junior mind body hoops. I started it my junior year of college, um, going into my senior year actually this summer. Uh, I had an internship. I was working at a desk, uh, full time, uh, like a marketing internship. And I was like, man, this is the coolest company I could ever work for. But still, I'm not happy. So I, I knew at that time I was like, I'm never going to be able to do this like nine to five thing. So like while I was working at this internship, I started this account, started as a blog where I wanted to like interview people and share tips on basically the mindset and how to take care of your mind and body and, and all the intangible ways to get become a better performer basically. Uh, and my background's in basketball, so I made it about basketball. So yeah, but it started, I had this beautiful idea of what I wanted it to be, but it started, yeah, just as a, a blog. I wrote a few blog posts, ended up, realizing that no one's going to find my blog if I don't point people to that. Mm -hmm. So I started the Instagram account and then I basically stopped writing blogs and I just ran this Instagram account and tried to grow it and grow it and grow it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I've, so when I was traveling, I had that in the background going on, but it wasn't like my, I didn't see any glimmers of hope yet. It wasn't necessarily what I wanted it to be. I didn't feel like it was true to my voice yet. Uh, it was still me figuring out how to walk this fine line of like creating what I, what I think people want to see and then also trying to implement, like put in my message into there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously like as I developed as a person and traveling was such a big part of that, as I like evolved, um, it became more clear as to what my voice was and like my, the way I could actually help people. And like, I became just way more honest with what I was going through and 
the things that I think could actually help people rather than just posting like cool training videos and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, man, it, it's been a long evolved, but it started back, back in college. Right. And which well, is like you said at the end that to end that is, I think people are drawn to like your authentic self who your most true self because they can relate to, obviously I think everybody knows that. And so it's a um, good reminder, man. Right. I appreciate the reminder. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you just, putting out the good and the bad and there's bad days with everybody and everybody can connect with that just just the other day was i think the i could be honest like the i've talked about the bad in the past Uh so like i could i could write about it i could have a podcast with you and be like in the past i've struggled but it's very hard to admit when you're struggling in the present moment Uh and just a couple days ago was the first time on instagram i'd ever posted about like i woke up super depressed and just had a bad day for no reason and i shared it and it's super weird and it's uh but it was like the second I pressed send, I like just threw my phone away because I was like, no, like this is going to be shitty. Like this is going to be stupid. And I just didn't look at it. But then I came back to it like the next morning and it was super, it's actually super cool to see all the people reach out. And like, like you said, when you show your, your real self, sometimes you like let people in to be like, oh, he's a human. You yeah. know, like yeah. I'm a human too. So now I can be human with you. Right. Whereas if, if Tanner's is always showing me how cool he is, <laughs> I'm going to be like, damn, I'm only going to be around Tanner when I'm feeling cool. But when I'm not feeling cool, it's going to be hard to be around Tanner. You right. Know I mean? Yeah. You just relate. Like we, we all relate on that. And yeah, man, that's why we connected so easily. You're right. super authentic and genuine and just being like, man, I'm, I'm trying to do my thing out here. And like, and you're super talented. So for me to see you talk about like, Hey, I'm, I really feel like I don't, just to, just to be honest and be like, hey, where can you help in this sense has been super cool, man. Because like from the outside looking in, you're someone who could like fake it till you make it. You could be like, oh, I'm this big photographer, dude. Um, but you're super honest. And I think that opens the door to like so much more growth and then like real experiences, man. Right. And well, one, thank you. I appreciate the kind words. So that makes, <laughs> means a lot, especially coming from you. Like I look up to what you do a lot. And so that means a lot. And and I'll be honest, I, I used to think that the fake it till you make it way was the way you had to do it. Like I, you know, not many people know I still work a full-time job trying to make this thing work. Like that's just how life is at the moment. And yeah. I've had a chance to do a lot of amazing experiences. I know there's going to be a lot more amazing experiences to come, but it's just, it's not my time yet. And some days that's really hard to swallow. And then some days it's just like, you know, maybe I'm not ready. There's obviously a reason I'm not to that point yeah. yet. There's some, there's something that. I still need to be taught from this world. There's still something that I need to learn that maybe if I did make it already, it might ruin what I'm trying to make a career out of, whatever that might be. So Yeah, for sure, man. And so it's it's deep, yeah. I, I would just be careful with your vocabulary a little too. Like try not to act like uh, – just be careful of the story you tell yourself. Like I'm, And I everything – every piece of advice I give you is me basically telling you so I remember it myself. Uh-huh. But like as you just said that, I was like – yeah, be careful to what to which extent you say it's not my time yet. I have lessons to learn. Like that, that might not be the case. You might be ready, and it might right. just be you owning that. Yeah, that, so that's, like, that's true. And and what does this look like if I was owning this? Is a good yeah. question to ask yourself. Like, if I was ready, what would I do? Uh-huh. And, and then as scary, and you're doing it, dude. Starting a podcast, like whatever those things are. Even though you're scared shitless, like I am to do a lot of the stuff I do. Just do it, and and that sometimes starts the ball of oh I am ready like oh yeah yeah I just had to do it yeah exactly like like yeah, man. little background on this I I've had an idea to do a podcast for like probably a year man like it's been 
something yeah. I wanted to do. I didn't know which way it wanted to go, but I kept feeding myself excuses like, and I don't yeah. live in a big town. How am I going to talk with people? Well, technology today, we have things like this. We got like, that's just a dumb excuse to have. This isn't where I <laughs> yeah. want the podcast to be down the road. Like, yeah. like we were saying before we were, the, the pod started like face to face and like in person is the goal in the long run. Like I'd love to be able to just connect that way. But if you don't Man. start somewhere, you're not going to get to that point. And so this is just where it's at at the moment. Dude, I'm in Los Angeles, basically. I'm like just outside of LA, and I do 60 to 70 percent of my podcasts right. on Skype. Right. So it's like, you know, it doesn't matter where you are for sure. So, and and I'm in the same boat, man. I, I said that to you in particular because I look back on where I was even at 21. I I'm, I'm talking like I'm some old wise man. I'm only 24, but like at 21, I remember there was so much like I had such good ideas. Like I had the same ideas I do now. Mm-hmm. But it took three years for me to learn, oh, I should have trusted myself. Like, oh, I should have I should have executed on that right away. Or, oh, I'm never actually going to feel confident enough to start something. I just have to start it when I feel nervous. Because, like, when you have the idea, you can try to prepare a little more. Like, definitely prepare so you have the bottom line level of confidence so you know you're capable. But for me, if I would have just done the things that I thought were cool ideas at the time and didn't need, like, external validation or, like, I didn't need to feel like I was a pro already. I would have saved myself years of like prep time. And I'm in the same boat. I waited it. I waited six months to do this podcast, and then I did my first two episodes, and then and then waited another six months to really launch it. So it took a long time. But I think I think if people like began to change that narrative of when I'm ready, uh, when I learned the lessons, like what if you were ready and what if uh you are on the journey now like what if having this full-time job is it's not a separate thing it's all the same thing it's all working towards the same goal like you're doing what you have to do on the path to becoming you know completely free like maybe you want to be and i'm still on that path man i still work a full-time job too but in a different untraditional sense yeah and i'd love to dive into that side of things of course like you kind of said it sounds like you're send it wherever you want man okay yeah no i mean we're um well, obviously, this this podcast here, like I'd I'd love to. What was the motivation behind starting the podcast on yours? Like you said, you did two episodes and then you kind of dropped out of it for a few months. Um, I genuinely can't give you an honest answer as why I wanted to start the podcast, but I had this moment when I was like, I think I was foam rolling. And I don't know if you ever had this. Side note, you dude, you should try this. You foam roll, you find something really tight on your body, uh-huh. and you really just get into it. And I'm sure you've foam rolled before or something, but if you have a really tight part of your body, instead of just like rolling over it really fast and moving on, just like sit on it for a while and breathe into it and almost like tell your body to relax, to relax. And as you breathe, eventually that muscle releases. I've had some weird experiences that when I do that, and I only can articulate it now because I've learned more about this, but there's parts in our body that have a ton of tension and are super tight. And if you could release those things, sometimes it has an effect on your mind. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't even just realize I do that often now and I'll be foam rolling and working out parts of my shoulders and my hips and be like, oh, damn. Like the second their muscle releases, I'll almost have a new thought or a mm-hmm. new idea. And so now it's a thing that when I foam roll and I work on my hips and shoulders, which are my most tight spot spots, I'll have a notepad next to me and start writing ideas. Oh, that's a good idea. Dude, it's trippy. As uh-huh. the muscle releases, it's like as my body releases this point of tension, it's almost like it's releasing a point of tension in my, my mind. Uh-huh. And, and there's a lot of stuff that goes into the mind-body connection, but it's crazy that 
I'm thinking of that because when it was like years ago, two, no, like a year and a half ago, I was foam rolling and out of nowhere, like I had a click and it was like, start a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And then like, I almost, it, I knew it was a, an idea I, I wanted to do because it scared the fucking shit out of me, man. It scared me so bad. Mm -hmm. Like I got, I, I genuinely felt so nervous because I was like, this is one of those ideas that if I try to ignore how powerful of an idea that was, like, like I'll just, I'll have so much guilt regret, and, uh, yeah. regret. And it wasn't like a well thought out thing. Like, Oh, this podcast will do this and this and this. It was like, just start, just do the podcast. And for me, the selfish reason was like, I want to get better at talking to people like you. Yeah. I want to be able to, I'm huge on human connection. And with this Instagram page, I'm not connecting with people. I'm not really learning from people the way I want to. So for me, it was like, start a podcast so that you can talk to anybody you want to. That was the genuine reason I wanted to. And yeah, man, and it, it's been the most amazing gift I've ever gotten. Like I've been able to talk to some of the coolest people. I've made some of the best friends. Right. My, my freelance business has skyrocketed and I've learned so much that I'm able to talk about the mind, <laughs> like the mind body connection, shit like that. It's been super cool. Yeah. That's so cool. That is so <laughs> motivating to hear. Like I'm, I'm generally excited to be a year from now. Dude, and Hell yeah. It hasn't even been a year for me. It's been yeah. like eight months, eight months. And you've gotten so much, like it's ridiculous that that's such a cool thing. And yeah, to, to just anybody listen, like it's just proof. If something scares the shit, you just got to do it. Like you're going to get the best every time that I've been like, where you and I met in LA with Alex Benayan at that whole event, that whole powerful you experience that flight. I did. I didn't sleep for like the night before I didn't sleep good yeah. the night before that. I was <laughs> sick to my stomach. I was like, really? Yeah. Yes. I'd never done anything like that. I had never Dude, shot so at cool. a, a place that big and experienced that big. Looking back, that's one of the greatest experiences of my life. I had an amazing chance to meet like all these amazing people like yourself and everybody else that was in that group. Like it was, I'll always remember that experience and that really solidified for me. I got the chills, brother. <laughs> well, like that dude just really solidified for me that I was sick to my stomach, nervous. And I've always believed that if you're nervous, like you just really care. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but it's like you're preparing, it's like you're preparing for battle. It's like, right. ooh, like, like in sports, most sports people will tell you they'll get like the jitters before, but it's like, I'm excited. You know, yeah. it's like, it's the same thing. And right. sometimes we get, we get caught thinking that that's a bad thing, but uh -huh. We just gotta reframe it for sure. Twisted Dude, type of thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you get nervous before podcasts, but uh, I do. I get I get nervous before mm -hmm. every podcast, right. and I've done almost fifty now, uh, which isn't that much, but you know it's a solid amount. You wouldn't think I get oh, yeah. nervous, but I, I get nervous every. I got a little nervous before this, and I'm like I don't have to do anything this right. time. I don't have to. I don't have to drive. So that, yeah. that 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 feeling of you not sleeping those nights before, if you can start to notice that that almost always will lead to at least after the thing happens yeah. to some amazing happiness and some yeah. amazing insight and some amazing growth. Yeah. That's like what the pod imagine the podcast, if it gets you almost that nervous every time. Oh yeah. Getting that nervous on a weekly basis, twice a week, like it, it can skyrocket your ability to like understand what that feeling really means, which usually means for me, like good things are coming. Oh, growth yeah. is happening. It's a little scary, but it's exciting. Yeah. Something great is going to come from this. Like, I seek to be out of my comfort zone now, just from that powerful you experience doing this. Like, like you said, I, I was definitely nervous before this. Like, cool. I just like there's a lot I'm still learning. But if I was nervous and I was just sitting on the couch behind me, rather just watching TV, doing nothing, I'd feel like what I had. And um, I worked service industry jobs on the side when things got slow. So I was a 
a server, a busser, a bartender. Um, and then, you know, the freelance business would pick up. So I'd quit everything. And then six months later, it would crash again somehow. Or, you know, like, so it was very, a lot of ups and downs. But the freelance business is what kept me able to eat, able to do things I wanted to do, have fun with my friends. And, and tra- I did a couple more little travel things that, that helped me do. And then eventually it became where I just didn't want to do, I didn't want to be marketing and doing video and photo for like, businesses I really could give two shits about. So I was working with like a, a local spa and I was working with a landscaping company and these things that like, and I, it really felt sleazy to me. It felt like I was selling people on things I didn't care about. Uh, and so again, traveling came back into my life. I took a trip for a month. I went to South America just to like unplug about this time last year. Uh, and came back and decided like, I'm not going to do this freelance stuff or yeah, I'm not going to do the freelance stuff anymore. Um, and so I got another service industry job and then just kind of went all in on mind body hoops. Um, slowly began starting the podcast and then through mind body hoops, uh, and being super authentic with that, my quality of content got better. Like the message I was trying to create really became clear on mind body hoops. And then through Mind Body Hoops, I started meeting people by being my authentic self that would ask me, hey, do you help people with their brands? And I'm like, yeah, I actually do. Like I used to do freelance all the time. And so it kind of evolved to through Mind Body Hoops, I started meeting quote unquote like new clients. And th- so now I'll, like 95, 90% of the way I make money is through helping other people run their brands and businesses with photo, video, social media. Uh, graphic design and stuff like that. So it's been cool how it's unfolded, but I think the point, the, the moral of the story that I like to hit on is like, it wasn't until I was like super authentic with what I was doing and what I was actually passionate about that I started to attract the people that actually saw the real value in me that were willing to pay me the money I wanted to make. And, and now I feel super blessed that like, dude, I have like, it's only four clients, but there are people I consider like not even just clients, but they're like friends. I could call any of them and be like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. And like, or I could just like shoot the shit with them and have fun with them. And, and I truly believe in the messages they're putting out. So not only do I feel fulfilled in the message I'm putting out on mind body hoops, but I get to help these amazing entrepreneurs on the side, you know, do what they do. And I just get to help them facilitate that with like branding, um, which I think I've, I've gotten pretty good at. So that's that's the freelance business man and it's not something it's not something i want to do forever but like i'm super blessed that like this is the thing that's going to be paying my bills for now um and it's allowing me to learn from other entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. it's allowing me to meet people they know and it's just it's really cool yeah you're getting some experiences from from that and then the mind body hoops as well like that's that's crazy you've got to be learning a lot from being able to work with them like you said and getting be able to close with them like that's a cool experience it really is, man. And it's, it's like things that, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, there's nothing I could have like planned out, you know? And that's, I used to try to have cold call businesses and yeah. if I can make 50 calls a day, that means like if I get one, yes, I'll get one, you know, like I tried to like plan it out. Like how am I going to make money and stuff? But, and then it's really cool that now I'm finally making the money I want to be making. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I didn't, it, it was eff- more effortless, even though mm-hmm. I am working hard and I'm putting in a lot of time, but yeah. it's towards something I'm, I'm, I care about. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like that too tough. Right. When it's quite yeah. looped back around because you were doing it, like you said, you were cold calling businesses and you weren't really all in on some of the businesses you've been working with. And 
but like it looped around now and your skills came back to where you can work with people that actually like yeah keep you going sure. keep you motivated type of thing like exactly and had i not done that i would never have been able to like sit down and feel confident in like a sales not a sales meeting but like a here's what my prices are you know yeah. like i got good practice with people i didn't care about so that when i was hanging out with people i did care about i was able to confidently say like this is how much i think i'm worth and yeah if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. But right. just that that alone was a valuable lesson. Yeah, that's such a hard conversation. Dude. The whole the, the pricing. Yeah. I, it's still it's still a hard one, dude. Right. It's I, I just priced someone just re- this last week and it was it was someone I'm super excited to work with, but like I definitely could have gotten like not gotten, I don't want to say like but like I, I'm worth more than I asked for. Yeah. But there's just there's times where we go back to like the feeling uncomfortable, like Mm-hmm. You, you have to just that comes to like knowing who you are and then knowing that I'm uncomfortable but this could lead to a really good feeling yeah. so if they say no that's their loss it's like yeah. they're not meeting they're not meeting me where I am yeah. so taking like the uh, I have I have to learn to take the personal nature out of it like if someone says no to my price it's not me it's just a reflection of where they are and where their right. business is at and, right and that's so hard to pick up I know I've personally like there's been times I want to shoot low because I just want the experience. I want the chance totally. to work with it. Totally. And it's like, but then at the end of the day, it's like, I'm putting a lot of time in, like, I feel like totally. I'm worth a little bit more type of thing. It's just a hard thing to balance. I think, like it's, it, I think all creatives struggle with that, man. Right. And I still do. I do photo. And vi- I do, I'll do sometimes just a video gig now. And those are sometimes the hardest. To, so I can imagine for you, like those are the hardest for me to quote because the month to month stuff, I can almost be like, this is easier for me to quote, Yeah. but the gigs are hard because I'm yeah. like, to what extent is this giving me experience? To what yeah. extent is this just an awesome time yeah. that I'm happy to help with? But then, yeah, you just want to make sure like there's no right answer. There's just, right. just do whatever you won't regret. Like if they say yes to this, will I look back and be like, dang, I should ask for more. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. that. That's a good point. That's a really good point. The oh, whole meditation sure. and mental health side of things. When did, um, I know you oh. said like, you said you'd been going through some stuff in college after the ankle injury kind of, kind of sounds like you got in a little bit of a depressed state. Is that when the meditation and the writing and I, you said reading. So I'm guessing that's kind of when everything started mixing together and yeah, man, I'm just going to, I'm going to Euro step you. You're doing a great job. I feel like super comfortable talking to you. Really? Okay. And, that means, yeah, like, that means the world's I, man. like, cause that's what I'm most I, nervous about. I want, like no, you, you're doing a great job facilitating. Okay. That, that means like, the world. it feels so effortless and I feel like I could talk for hours and I went into this thinking like, I've never been – this is my first time as a guest and okay. I was like, I don't – I'm a pretty reserved and shy guy, so I prefer to be on your side of it. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't think I'll have as much to talk about as he thinks, but you're just opening me up and I'm having a lot of fun. So I just want to give you a quick shout out. You're killing it. I, I really appreciate that. That's what I'm most nervous about probably going into these and like to- – just... And to- that's the same with me, man, right. but uh, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. I, I really Tr- appreciate trust it. Trust yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. um, yeah, when I, I – Got to San Diego. I moved to San Diego not knowing a soul. I'm from LA area, so I moved to San Diego. Uh, didn't know a soul. I knew I wanted to live in that area. Um, I couldn't even go to San Diego State yet because you can't transfer as a sophomore. So I had to wait a year. Wow. Uh, so I had to go to community college. And so I was going to a shitty community college. I was not playing basketball. I didn't have any friends. Um, I lived right near San Diego State campus, so it was like this very depressing thing that I was seeing all these kids have the time of their life, and here I was on this outskirts in this sketchy apartment complex where my bike got stolen, and like on top of losing basketball and on top of shifting my whole life around and 
moving to the other side of the country again, like I just felt like an outcast in the city. And that was, uh, I've always had anxious tendencies and like been a very overthinker and, but basketball helped with that. Like I said, Mm -hmm. So this was the first time where like life really felt like it caught up to me and I wasn't exercising all day and I had some pressure to get good grades so I could transfer to San Diego State and I didn't have friends and I didn't have that community. So I hit some depression, man, and uh, I, I always am hesitate, hesitate to say that word because I know a lot of people have dealt with it way worse than I have, but I'm not going to also act like it didn't happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I was bummed out and um, – but luckily I had some sort of an idea that like, okay, I know I want to eventually start a business. Um, so let me like make that my goal. And so I started to study people that I looked up to in the business world. And the two people that stand out were Tim Ferriss oh, yeah. and, and Steve Jobs, the OG. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would read a lot about them and like, how did they start their, I didn't even know where to start. So I was like, how do Steve Jobs start a business? <laughs> and, uh, what Steve Jobs and, and Tim Ferriss talked a lot about was meditation. And I was like, why did they like, were they hippies? And, uh, <laughs> and then I, and then I would like remembered, Oh yeah. Like Kobe would talk about meditation too. Oh, yeah. And Kobe was my basketball hero. Um, and so I'm like, here are these three guys that I could, would consider like my idols. They all did meditation. So why don't I look more into this? And I did, I started reading all about it. Um, and I'm like a guy at the time, at least I'm more spiritual now, I would say. But at the time, like I had, did not have a spiritual bone in my body. Like I was just science, like, can this help me or can this not? And so I looked up all the science and how it can actually change like your brain and how it could change your relationship with the things I was feeling like depression and anxiety. Um, there's science to it. There's actual science. And I wish I could relay the exact science, but basically it can just change the way your brain is structured and the way your brain fires off these signals. And, uh, And so I told myself, okay, like, I'm going to really try this. Like, I'm going to treat it like the gym. And if lifting weights gets me stronger, then I'm going to treat meditation like that. If I can do meditation, it will get me less depressed and less anxious. I'm going to do it. Like, I owe myself that. Um, And so I really started to try it. And I felt like it was cool, but, like, didn't get the results. But I just stuck with it. Um, And then I started reading. And... So it became this feedback loop. I started reading about meditation while I was practicing meditation. So it was like really like I was diving into it. And for the first time, I just felt like myself again a little bit. I don't want to say like it changed anything really fast because it didn't. But it it gave me a sense of like I'm taking my power back. Um, and what I tell people is like you have a baseline level of happiness. You have a baseline level of how you naturally get sad or anxious. And it's not like it's going to dramatically change everything but if your baseline's at like a three then maybe if you meditate 10 minutes a day it can make your baseline now like a four or a five and for me that was worth it i was at my lowest and so i was like if i can get just a couple more points you know there's no i'm huge on ripple effects there's no measuring the ripple effects that one extra point on your baseline level of happiness like what is that going to do for me now instead of you know, not saying hi to this person on the street, maybe I'll be a little happier. So maybe I'll say hi and maybe that'll lead to a friendship and maybe that'll lead to X, Y, Z. So I was willing to do whatever it took to get the ball rolling. And, and, uh, it's cool looking back, man, because I don't know when it really clicked. And when I said like, wow, meditation is, this is huge, but I do remember practicing meditation in my shitty apartment, (laughs) feeling depressed 
but then like reading about it afterwards and and just being like why wasn't this ever taught to me like for the first time when i was reading these books about meditation that would talk about how it's going to help me with anxiety and it was such plain and simple books it was like very simple stuff but i was like why was i never taught the way my brain works and the way i get anxious when i think too much in the future why was this like i always just thought oh this is how i am or like i'm special or but then it talked about all the things that i go through and it just said no this is how kind of the mind works when it's unkept or um, a big thing in like Buddhism is like treating your mind like a garden and like if you don't pick weeds in your garden if you don't water it if you don't give it soil that garden's gonna look like shit and our minds are this are similar if we don't care for them they they go crazy and I was like here I am thinking like my mind was crazy or special and and this was the first time I had read anything like this it was like the first time breathing it was like I've, I could exhale I was like oh finally like I felt understood and it just started a journey like I would say a couple of years of trying to find consistency with meditation and, and I would do it for a week and then I wouldn't do it for a week. Um, so once I really got consistent, it began to change my life and, and then luckily, I, you know, I began to meet good friends in San Diego, uh, got into San Diego State and, and felt like a part of something again and it slowly but surely got myself back to who I thought was myself again. Right. Saved you it sounds like. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and just brought, yeah, brought you back like you said, and yeah, and it's I meditate every day, and I've I've done so just about every day for like three years now. So wow. it's it's now become like a habit, like brushing my teeth, like it's a, yeah. it's a it's a non-negotiable unless I'm waking up at like five a.m. and gotta go somewhere, but uh, I do it every day. Right, that's and incredible. Like, and then like you said, it started the reading journey. So reading about meditation was the first time I was like, whoa, like I actually like reading. Mm-hmm. I actually like. Uh, I'm enjoying reading this book about meditation. What else would I might like reading about? Yeah. And then that started this personal development journey that I now enjoy reading about things that can actually help my life right now. So since then, I've probably read almost 100 books in the last three years. And so I've just become obsessed with the mind, the why we do certain things, why I do certain things, why... Uh, and then this underlying theme of being somewhat offended that this was never taught to me, so... <laughs> so many things that I learned from meditation to journaling. I'm like, why wasn't this ever taught to me? This seems so foundational as to what it means to be a human is how do we deal with things like anxiety and depression and sadness and loneliness. And, uh, and so it's been a big part of like my life right now is to just try to make this a little more normal, just normalize it. And it, it right now it's in a humble way. And just, you know, with my podcast, my Instagram and talking to people like you and, uh, and trying to make this more normal. But, that's the journey, man. It just started with some sadness, but another good way of, of reframing like hard times can usually result in pretty cool things. Yeah. No. And, and I'm glad you are sharing it because I think it should be it should be shared more. I've, I've done the writing thing. The reason I brought up the meditation and and um, I know there's a lot that goes into it, but like just yeah. the writing part of it, especially recently, especially on a bad day, I just sit down and write. It feels like I can just leave it on the paper. Like I just close that book and it's gone. And it's yeah. the craziest thing. It's the simplest thing. I just write whatever comes to mind and it just happens. Like there's no real effort to it rather than you just got to, you know, I prefer yeah. pen and paper than typing on a phone. Like seeing a screen sometimes will make me sick if I've been on it for a while. And Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I'm glad you brought that up because journaling 
just as much as meditation has been one of the most important things. So I meditated through college a little bit, but then traveling in Europe, I began writing and that's when I was like, holy crap, journaling is so powerful, man. Because yeah. like, like you said, you have thoughts in your head. Uh, and sometimes it's hard to make sense of what's going on in your head. And, and if you have such a fast mind, like I do sometimes that meditation almost can be a little overwhelming at mm -hmm. first trying to slow that down. So a great way to slow that down is through journaling. And like, you, and then the thing that you, uh, you, you just hit on, like it's, it's not the same when you type it for some reason. Yeah, it's not. But, but it's like, I think it's because when you're journaling, your, your brain has to slow down and move at the pace of which you could write. And yeah. you can, you can only write so fast with your hand, yeah. but when you're typing on a computer on your phone, you could like, you could type as fast as your mind wants to. So you're almost feeding into that anxious, crazy mind yeah. that the mind will want to move so fast and solve every problem. But when you write, you kind of just, you can breathe, you slow down. And then, like you said, once it's out of your head and onto paper, you not only you kind of give it away to something else, but you also get like a third person's perspective. Yeah. It's almost like, Oh, that's what's going on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is what I'll do, you know, or, Oh, that's not a big deal. Like, felt so serious in my head but now that's on paper it seems right. so silly so right. yeah. such a beneficial habit man i, I journal every day i journaled right. right before this talk yeah yes i do i find so much gratitude from it and it's yeah yeah when things are good you write about it and you feel good yeah. but then when things are bad you write about it and you almost feel like a sense of relief so exactly it, it works for it it just feels good i think no matter what and there's no wrong way to do it you just write and see what happens and usually it makes you feel better right Totally. So meditation is cool because it basically gives you space between like what's happening in your life and then how you react. So if I spilt this coffee in my hand right now, normally I'd be like, oh shit, oh shit. And like, but meditation almost gives you a buffer. And then, so you notice those things come up and then you'd be like, okay, like, will I continue with this erratic feeling or will I kind of just like let it be what it is. Mm -hmm. And so meditation can help. Like for me, it's a focus exercise. It's basically just look, training my brain to like focus on this conversation. So my mind's not somewhere else. It's here. Um, and I, I could go on about the benefits, but I think people should just check it out online. And like, like I did, like see what benefits resonate with you. And that almost will act as like the catalyst to get you to actually want to do it. Cause it has, you have to want to do it. You want, yeah. you have to be convinced on the benefits before you get into it or else it's not going to stick. So I think the only advice I would give you if you want to start is just, um, set aside a time in your schedule to do it even just as short as five minutes a day. I think the morning time is the best because your mind's not already working on all these things. Yeah. So you're kind of already in a sleepy state. Just yeah. sit up, up, sit upright. Um, and just try to focus on your breath for five minutes and, and don't treat it like a, like if you try to go into it thinking it's going to be super relaxing, you might think you're not doing it right. Um, and there's no wrong way to do it, but if you just go into it thinking, all I have to do is just keep coming back to my breath, keep coming back to my breath. Then it becomes more of an exercise and you'll feel how difficult it is. And all you're doing is beginning to understand how your mind operates. When you close your eyes and you just focus on your breath, your thoughts become louder. Your thoughts seem like they're going everywhere. And you're like, holy crap, my mind doesn't slow down. But in reality, that's how your brain is all the time. And yeah. so you're just for the first time maybe giving it the space to be understood and then as you go out through, through your day, as you get better at coming back to your breath, you know, for the first time you meditate, you may only be able to come back to your breath and then a thought will come up within two seconds. But then eventually with practice, you'll be able to go two minutes focused on your breath and that's pretty good. Wow. And, then, and then eventually, you know, five, that, that time strengthens and that, that's basically the mental muscle getting stronger. 
And then so as we're having this conversation, um, the way this kind of translates to life is like, say we're talking and a, a fearful thought pops up. We talked about fear mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't know what to say next. I don't know what to say next. That's the mind kind of doing its thing. But if you've practiced meditation enough, you'll be able to be like, oh, that's just a thought. Come back. And you'll just like, whoop, come back to your breath. <laughs> like I use wow. that sound because that's how it feels. It's like, <laughs> it's like you're just coming back like over and over. So you're, if you practice that in meditation, it's just a practice of coming back, coming back. Let that thing go. And so throughout your day, like if I, I'm trying to write more often now. I, I notice that if I'm meditating uh, consistently and my writing improves because all these distractions are – are less, uh, I'm less likely to follow every distraction, you know? So easiest way I would say just to get started, man, is just find five minutes a day, make it a habit like brushing your teeth. That is a non-negotiable. Um, don't expect like results right away. Just like the gym, it takes some consistency. Um, and then if you're super lost, the way that really stuck with me was just using a, uh, a guided meditation app. Those can help a lot. So using something that you can put in your headphones and and someone can talk you through your first sessions and, and basically, because there is that feeling, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Oh, yeah. uh, so, so those guided meditation apps can help. Uh, I always post about MindSport, which is one for athletes. But then another one that I used back in the day was Headspace. They have a great 10-day free trial. Okay. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's, the, that's, my, uh, that's my one-on-one on how you can start meditating, but I can't recommend it enough, man. And the last thing I'll say on it is that it doesn't need to be a spiritual thing. It doesn't need to be a woo-woo thing. It, if you think about it, it's, it's on a science level. It's training your body to shift from sympathetic to parasympathetic nervous system, which is basically like so much of us, so many of us are in this constant state of like, like breathing through our mouth, like really stressed, like high, high strung. And if we can't turn that off, that really has really detrimental effects to our health, the way our body functions, the way our brain thinks, the way you view the world. So to train yourself to be able to come back into like a sense of relaxed and like if you think of an animal running and if they're getting hunted, they get really scared, really scared. But the second that threat is gone, they kind of shake it off and now they're back to normal. They're relaxing. But humans and like myself included, you know, you, you get worried about something and we'll feel that in our body forever like all day long we're kind of stress 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 and we're never able to relax and release and meditation is the the ability to practice coming back and just coming back to just being relaxed calm and then man like if anybody trying to aspire to do anything there's a lot of value in just slowing down every once in a while and, and getting a grip on your mind and and becoming like the driver rather than the passenger of everything that's happening All right, guys, that concludes episode five. Like I said in the intro, drop Max a follow at MindBodyHoops. It's at MindBodyHoops for the moment. The name change is coming soon. Also, it means so much if you dropped a rating or review. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know what you think about the podcast as a whole. Or reach out to me through DMs and let me know the same way. What you think of the podcast, future guests, maybe some different content I could come out with. Anybody's help is much appreciated. But with that, until next week, take it easy. Peace.